0: He's a pickup cowboy Crying up I-35 He went and got his heart broke Down in South Padre Island Now he's driving to Sioux Falls With two bald tires He's a pickup cowboy He's a lowly roller he don't need much money living on buffalo jerky and tupelo honey and fishing for breakfast. In the muddy Missouri he's a pickup cowboy. Good dogs get better till they die. Till they die In South Dakota sleeping in his teepee and living like a Lakota with his long blonde hair and his long blue yodel, he's a pickup cowboy.
1: That's Jonathan Bird and the Pickup Cowboys with Pickup Cowboy, the title track from Jonathan's latest album, which is already creating lots of buzz, and it's the follow up to his great 2014 album, You Can't Outrun the Radio. Well, sadly, the release of Pickup Cowboy was delayed for a year because of the sad death of Pickup Cowboys cellist Paul Ford. To learn more about the new album, we caught up with Jonathan Bird at home in North Carolina. It's great to be able to talk to you today, Jonathan. Thanks, Jan. So the new album is out, and as I mentioned, it's getting lots of great buzz, a lot of people talking about it. It's already riding high on the uh, the charts. Uh, You must be pretty pleased with the way the album has been received.
2: Oh, we're really happy with it. We're happy with the way it looks and the way it sounds and uh, that people are enjoying it. And we're we're happy that we finally got it to fans who were uh, waiting for it for a long time.
1: Well, I've got to say, it's a lovely packaged album, and certainly I would encourage everybody out there to pick up the CD version of this album. You're going to gain so much more than just listening to it on streaming or as MP3s. There is a, a lot of love, quite clearly, in this album. A lot of that love is directed to Paul Ford, who is sadly no longer with us, and that must have been a tremendous shock for you and Johnny when um, it was announced that he had a brain tumor and unfortunately couldn't work with the band anymore.
2: Well, yeah, and let me address a couple of things. Let me say, people come up to the table all the time and they look at, the, at, the, at this record and they buy it and they'll tell me they don't have a CD player. But it, the, it's a beautiful, it's a 64-page booklet. It's almost like a family photo album that we made. Of our life touring with Paul, um, and otherwise, it's all these beautiful pictures in it. The lyrics are all in there. People who aren't in the band who recorded on the record, like Alexa Dirks and Andrea Turin, in um, in Winnipeg, and Alexa Dirks is now in this great band called Begonia, who's just doing amazing stuff. So the the booklet is beautiful. So like you said, even if you don't, even if you're streaming, it it's a beautiful thing to have. The other thing that you just talked about that I want to address is uh, Paul Ford. He he called in sick. It was the last day of recording on the record, and all his parts were done. He's great. But he called in in the morning. He said, you know, I feel like I've got the flu or something. I'm going to go to the doctor today and get checked out. You guys just go ahead and do what you need to do. Um, so by about the end of the day, but maybe 5 o'clock, um, he called, or his wife called, and she said that Paul had been diagnosed with a, with a brain tumor, and he had to have surgery that night to have the tumor removed. So, yeah, that was pretty intense. And also, what a miracle that we, we got the record by a day. Like we, we might have never made a record with Paul. It was very close. So that's amazing, but it was it was really heavy, and Johnny and Paul were best friends since they were maybe twenty years old uh, so it was really heavy for john and we we stuck pretty close to home for the next year and it, it, Paul lived for about a year and a couple of months and uh and then there was another year of touring where we didn't really know what to do with the record or how to best put it out, and we spent a lot of time talking about it and thinking about it and then uh, and then finally design this beautiful product that you have that's it's just it's all people who especially people who saw Paul and saw us with Paul and met Paul are really enjoying the fact that we have this photo album uh with the music in it
1: well exactly and i think that, that that's exactly as it comes across i remember on one of your tours in Canada, you came through the studio at CFIU in Guelph and we had a, a live to air that was lots of fun and but I also gather, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think having worked through this process of how do I deal with this situation, how do we move forward, you've just come off the launch of the new album, which was just a week or two ago, I think, at home. And and that really felt like a, a wonderful evening, didn't it? I mean I I know you you talked about it almost felt like Paul was with you.
2: It was great, you know, there's a a, a violinist, he's a multi-instrumentalist, but he's mostly a violinist who used to be in our band, and his name is Omar Ruiz Lopez, and he got Paul's cello from Paul's widow, Barbara, and learned all of Paul's parts, and played the cello for the release party. It was great to hear those parts again. And feel almost as if Paul was there with us, uh, making that happen.
1: It's certainly a great tribute to him. And as you say, I and mean, you know, whether you you know, if you stream, if you listen to MP3s, and you go to a show by Jonathan Bird and the Pickup Cowboys, definitely pick up a copy of this album. It is it is a wonderful album and a wonderful tribute to Paul Ford. So let's talk about the album itself: ten tracks, seven Bird originals, one co-write. And two songs by fellow singer-songwriter Matt Fockler, who is really the inspiration behind the title track, "Pickup Cowboy, and I think the album generally, isn't he?
2: Yeah, that's right. So uh, Matt, is a, he's a construction worker in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, or Montrose, which is a town close to Sioux Falls. And he used to travel a lot with a couple of guys, uh, Emmett and Raybo. Raybo has since passed away. But they traveled, they would come down south in the wintertime, they would go to South Padre Island in the very bottom of Texas, and they would help people uh, remodel beach houses or do maintenance or whatever in exchange for a place to live, and they would go fishing, and, um, and then they would head, in the summer, they would head back up to Missouri and Montana and the Dakotas, and they called themselves Gypsy Maintenance. So I met them at the Kerrville Folk Festival in Texas, which is uh, Memorial Day, is late May uh, every year, and uh, and heard Matt around a campfire. And he was always very shy uh, about playing for people, unless it was just his friends. But his songs are amazing, and, and, and seasoned songwriters would just be like, Matt, are you kidding? This is crazy. You're so good. You should get up on stage. And he never wanted to do that. So I learned a couple of his songs and in fact i i helped make a record of his songs which we're also going to put out later and i recorded a couple of his songs because they're just they're so good and they're so meaningful and i want the world to hear them uh and nobody's going to hear them unless somebody else puts them out so that's what we did
1: so th- this song that the first song i mean r- really talks about the the life of this pickup cowboy is that the idea <laughs>
2: Yeah, it really captures Matt. So Matt drives a 1964 uh, international travel, all three-quarter ton pickup. And uh, he, he knows how to keep them running. And he kind of lived that life, this very migratory life, uh, for a while. He's a little more settled now. He has a son. But he would, yeah, he 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 knew how to make his life happen, like fishing for breakfast in the muddy Missouri. He, that's, he would do that. He would fish in the river to get his breakfast, or he would... Uh, You know, go out and and find a bird to to kill for lunch, or you know, he he was just kind of—he could live off the land in that way. It's austere, but it's also there's an elegance to it.
1: Going to say a life like that also must have given lots of wonderful material for songwriting.
2: Yeah, sure. It's an authentic lifestyle. Matt is very authentic, and he did inform the album. He even informed our band in a way. Just he it become became kind of an icon for us like how do how do we live authentically and present authentically why why doesn't Matt want to get on stage? What about that is inauthentic for him and you know exploring that kind of character that it takes to even though people like his songs he doesn't want to really make a big deal out of it. he just wants to do his work and go fishing and live his life, live his authentic life. So we thought about that a lot, authenticity and how to put that on stage. There's also this aspect of the pickup cowboy that's like, the cowboy is an American icon, but the Hollywood cowboy is kind of hard for me to stomach. There's like, there's no, there's no laughter. There's no tears, there's no feeling. There's this, uh, there's this, this American myth about the guy who gets the job done without feeling anything and it's just this rugged individualism this individual removed from all the things that make us human and we kind of wanted to bring a different aspect of that to the to the foreground the cowboy who does feel things the cowboy who can express himself that's what the cowboys really were i mean there's lots of cowboy poetry there's lots of cowboy songs cowboys danced there was a lot of feeling and culture in that culture. And, uh, and we wanted to bring that aspect to this classic American male icon. And that's what our band was about, and that's what this record is about.
1: It's interesting you say that, because that's actually a really good lead into the next song we're going to play, which I thought should be When the Well Runs Dry, which is a co-write with Charles Humphrey III, which also, I think, talks about, um, breaks through the mythology of you know, people working for business, people striving for a living, and the challenges they face, doesn't it?
2: Uh, yeah, it's it's a very simple working man song, um, and it, it's uh, it's kind of the an exploration of the boom or bust idiom, and what happens inside that is like there, well, there's a there's fracking or there's oil sands or whatever, and a bunch of guys rush in. Guys are flying in from Nova Scotia to go to Alberta to work. And that's not going to last, um, and everybody kind of has to know that that that's not a it's not a sustainable way to make a living. It's not a sustainable interest. They're actually not even a sustainable way to run the world. <laughs> and uh, and we'll we'll come to the end of that for sure. But uh, it's just an exploration of that from a guy who is inside of it.
1: Isn't that a, a sort of common theme in your music? I mean, you, your music really does connect with. The Working Man, I know on the, the last album, there was the the wonderful song, A Big Truck Brought It, about the fact that, you know, that we are so dependent on, on things being delivered to us, which again, you could say a lot of that is probably not very sustainable either.
2: Not very sustainable, yeah. And Working Offshore there was another song on there that uh, I just identify with people like that. I, I get that. I get that. The ambition and the drive. I understand that and uh, I ident- identify with that kind of person and I think they identify with my music as well.
1: Let's play that just now. This is Jonathan Bird and the Pickup Cowboys with When the Well Runs Dry from his great new album Pickup Cowboy. And you're listening to Folk Roots Radio and I'm Jan Hall.
0: It's all in a black Christmas. And there's a skyline of flame, metal halide lights up the prairie night, all the way out to the plains. And out on the low horizon, the sunrise burns my eyes, I'm shining off of the tankers and the flatbeds hauling pipe. We all need. Buddy, babe, I can't. Where the miners bled with their dreams in their heads Till the river ran out of gold I look over miles of burning rigs God knows how much it's worth Then the stars go black and the sun comes back And it's time to go to work We all need the money, babe
1: jonathan bird with when the well runs dry from his great new album with the pickup cowboys entitled pickup cowboy jonathan bird is our special guest on folk roots radio today we're chatting about the album now jonathan you mentioned that uh after paul ford's sad death uh there was a period of time when you were trying to work out how to move forward you eventually did move forward by heading to winnipeg i think and then working with some great people up there didn't you
2: yeah, that's right. We were going to uh, tour on the prairies. And um, Joanna Miller and uh, Alexa Dirks and Andrea Turin Joanna's a fantastic drummer and musician in Winnipeg. Alexa and Andrina are great singers. And we worked with them on uh, You Cannot Run the Radio. So we just we were going through Winnipeg anyway. I said, let's just take the hard drives and book a day at bedside studios with Lenny and then make that happen and work with those ladies again. So we, we did that. And that was really, that was the icing on the cake of the record.
1: Did you feel that that brought it all back together? I mean, thinking about, you know, Paul's contributions to the album, he basically was done uh, sadly when he was diagnosed, but there was an opportunity to be able to say, Hey, we're going to bring this all forward. We're going to finish this up. And we're going to put it out to the world.
2: Oh yeah, it felt great. And, and honestly, I feel like we waited even too long. I wish we'd been able to do it a year before, but, but we got it out now and it's, it's great. And, uh, I'm so glad that we did it, everything worked out great. It sounds fantastic. John Keane was available to mix it, who, uh, I don't know if you know who he is. He's, a, he's definitely, a you know, behind the scenes kind of guy, but he, he's, uh, he's made records for R.E.M. and the Indigo Girls and drive-by truckers and he has Grammys, and he just doesn't care. he likes to work, so <laughs> if you can find a time that he's available um you know he he likes and he likes my music, so he likes to work with me, and we got him to mix the record so it's just it's just beautiful all around the timing all worked out and uh and the record is beautiful, and we're really happy with it, and we think it honors Paul's contribution uh as well as the the intention of the album.
1: It certainly sounds great. There's absolutely no doubt about that. So what happens next? You know you're you're known as a, a road warrior. You certainly have spent a, a lot of your your time on the road. I, I think you're you're home for a little while. you have a, a residency at the Kraken, and then you're back on the road again. Uh, tell us how the pickup cowboys moving forward are set up.
2: Well, you know, this thing happened where we really slowed down, and our agent retired. We had to find another agent. Um, and we found somebody who was good, but he wasn't exactly right for us. And we spent a little more time looking for another agent. And then that, during that time, we weren't really on the road that much. Um, and so I went to this little roadhouse that I've driven by twice a day since I was 19 years old. And I never went in there. There'd be like a couple of motorcycles outside. Uh, you know, it's a little tin roof shack out in the middle of the country, but I had noticed the past few years that there were real bands on the marquee, that there was a real music scene happening there. So I looked at their schedule, and it looked like they didn't, they didn't have anything going on on Wednesday nights. So I asked them if they if they would be open to me playing a Wednesday night residency. And I had worked with Kirk maybe 20, 25 years ago. Kirk hung some posters for me and was helping me out when I was just getting started. Uh, so Kirk and Jody are the owners. And he said, yeah, let's try it. And we started playing from 7 to 10 every Wednesday, and it's been packed every single week. It's been like the best thing I've ever done in my career. It's amazing. We did the math. A few weeks ago, we did the math. We added up all the money that we've made. And just on Wednesday nights this year, $33,000 musicians Hmm. have been paid on Wednesday nights.
1: No, that's wonderful. And it creates a, a whole different way of being for you, doesn't it? It's a
2: community. It's a real community. There's probably twenty people who are there every single Wednesday, uh, and they sing along with every. I don't ever have, have to say, "Okay, everybody, sing along." I never have to say that. <laughs> I never have to say, "Okay, everybody, clap your hands." Like they just know what to do and when to do it, and, and they're so happy to be there. And they just they make our week every week. Every, if I'm ever having a hard time, I know as soon as I get on stage on a Wednesday night, it's going to be great.
1: So that's at the Kraken in Chapel Hill in North Carolina. And I presume as we go into 2019, when you're home, you'll be continuing to do this?
2: Oh, yeah. Well, we, we told Kirk, uh, he asked us how long we wanted to do it. And we said, well, let's try it for 20 years and see how it works
1: out. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So you'll be heading out on the road again through 2019. Uh, what else do you have going on?
2: Well, yeah, in January and February, we're getting back on the road. But we, we have some more recordings. We actually have five or six songs that we recorded with Paul that aren't even on the album. We just recorded them because we were sitting there and was like, hey, let's play some more songs. Uh, And now, of course, we're so glad that we have those performances. Um, So we're going to finish that out and maybe add a few songs to it and produce another record in this coming year. Um, I'm working on another book of poetry. I just released a book of poetry last year, my first published work. That's pretty exciting, and I'm working on another one now. Actually, working on two more. Working on another book with my friend Rodney Bursell, who's a fantastic uh, wildlife photographer um, who also shoots rock stars. I guess you could call that a form of wildlife. And uh, I'm writing poetry for a book of wild horses that he shot uh, the Camargue horses in France, the oldest breed of horses in the world. Uh, and he's made all these beautiful pictures and I'm writing poetry for that as well.
1: I'm so pleased to hear that because you are a wonderful writer. Certainly if you head to com, you can check out, just follow his blog is always very interesting. Or if you're following Jonathan on Facebook, uh, lots of information there as well. And I think you also mentioned the Matt Fockler album as well. That That will be coming out sometime.
2: Yep. Yeah, we're working on that right now. The graphic designer is finishing that up and I will definitely put the word out when that's done.
1: Well, it's been great to talk to you today. Remember, Jonathan Bird, you can nice, yeah. you can find him online at jonathanbird.com. I thought we should finish with a Matt Fockler song and a very beautiful song, uh, Do You Dream, uh, a nice way to tie up this interview. And I think that was Paul's favorite song, wasn't it?
2: It was his favorite Matt Fockler song, that's for sure. Uh, and when we made the T-shirts we made sort of a Mount Rushmore of our faces on the front of the shirt so that Paul's face is right over your heart. And then on the back of the shirt, it has this lyric, which is, do you dream? Do your dreams come true? What do you see? What do you do to make it happen? And that last line was always, Paul would just always turn on that last line. That's what it is. That's what life is all about. You can Dream about things. You can have all these great visions, but what are you doing to make it happen? And that's what. That's definitely a message that we wanted to get out to the world.
1: And that's a great way to finish this interview, Jonathan Bird. As always, it's a great pleasure to talk to you today. This is Jonathan Bird with "Do You Dream" from his wonderful album with the Pickup Cowboys entitled "Pickup Cowboy." You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. And thanks again, Jonathan.
2: Thank you.
0: What do you see? What do you do to make it happen? Or do you dream? Do your dreams come true? What do you see? What do you do to make it happen? Well, I called another one I'll chase one down for you oh, We're on another ride carnival for a few friends to see things like they should be and stand up on our could be and dream was like being a child not thinking about the hard things just wide open wild playing night games in the neighborhood and playing like grown-ups should dreaming like there's no way you could these days but well, I called another one I'll chase one down for We're on another ride, a carnival for a few friends To see things like they should be, and stand up on our could-be the clouds, the fact of the matter, fair and square, straightforward and honest, you got to dream like you care, no fair to the Midland, my fair weathered friend, don't fall between two stools, you're the friend of a friend and head over heels like I did for you, and ride over backwards and into the truth. I caught another one, I'll chase one down for you, we're on another ride, a carnival Stand up on our could-be What do you see, what do you do to make it happen, do you dream, do your dreams come true, what do you see, what do you do to make it happen.